What a love. What a love that has been bestowed upon us as children. Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen from the grave. And we are here to testify of his resurrection this morning. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no love. and There's no power like this power. Brother Brandon would say, what a resurrection that was. But he would also say, what a resurrection this is. Hallelujah. Isn't God good to us? Wow, what a, what a tremendous victory that we seen last evening. So many victories, so many testimonies that will come forth. And we just say praise the Lord. We just say praise the Lord. I got what I came for when I came to this camp. Amen. To watch, to watch my pastor have a desire to stay all the way through a plaque, through a prayer line, and then to just go ahead and dance all over the enemy. I got what I came for. But I believe God's got a little something else for us today. And, you know, let's just go ahead and dance all over his, his head one more time today. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, we'd like to look over in the book of Joshua, chapter 1 and verse 3. I won't be long this morning, and I know that you'll appreciate me for that. But, as I've said before, if you amen fast, I'll preach fast. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 3. Before we read, let's just speak to the author of the word. Father, we come unto you, Lord, one more time. We dedicate our life unto you, Father. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, to sense and be aware of the very God of heaven that is here this morning. We've gathered, Lord, one more time to sit under the auspices of the Holy Spirit, Father. Let your Holy Spirit pour out your life upon us one more time. Father, we thank you, Father, for what you have done in this camp. And I pray, Father, that your blessings would follow them all the days of their life. I pray that you would touch them in a mighty way, Father, as they leave this camp today. Father, may they not leave here, Lord Jesus. Uh, may they not leave here, Father, and just leave all the camp experience here. But may they take it back to their church. May they take it back to their normal life. And Father, I pray that you would help them, Lord, in their journeys and in their trials. May they feed the experience of the Holy Spirit. We ask this. Today, on this Easter day, that one more time that we would see the resurrection and the life right here amongst us in this house today. We love and appreciate you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the bride said, Amen. Amen. Joshua 1 and verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. 
As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. As I was with Brother Ron, so I will be with you. As I was with William Branham, so I will be with you. I will not fail you, young people. I will not forsake you, young people. Be strong and of a good courage, for under this people shall thou divide an inheritance. In the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to all, to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. May God bless his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Also, in Romans 8 and verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It's an amazing thing to begin to think this morning that the God of heaven wants to be a part of your daily lives outside of this, outside of this meeting. He didn't just bring you to this meeting so that you could have a camp experience or just to, just to have something that would stay here in this building, but something that would take you and it would lead you all the days of your life. Maybe you came here seeking more of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you came here just, just, just desiring different things in your life, but God is not wanting it just to stay here, but God is wanting to take you all the way through all your life. And to begin to think that the God of heaven that spoke the worlds into existence, to think that that God has predetermined this time and the times that are set before you. He has set and he has predetermined our comings and predetermined our goings. And But I believe that we are a people of, of the last age, a people that, as Brother Ron preached last night, of final runners but a people that have caught the inspiration of the word and truly we are moving into the atmosphere of Romans 8, 1 that there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And we are watching what William Branham was, was seeing in vision is now become materialistic and we are watching a bride rising out of the scriptures. When you go to studying over in the book of Revelation and you see when Jesus is there standing in the midst of the the seven golden candlesticks and he's and he's holding those seven stars in his hands you can imagine how that how that how that god felt when he was as he was holding those seven stars in his hands he's built them in such a way he's got characteristics in paul characteristics in in luther and wesley and william branham but to watch as as he would as he would scatter as as, as he would send out those messengers to that day you can imagine how that god felt knowing that as i release this star from my hand it's going to go out and it's going to bring unto me a people that have my characteristic they're identified with my identity because my life is on the inside of them and it is my seed that has placed them where they are you can imagine how God felt knowing that there was no corruption in the body then and knowing that there is no corruption in the body now 
And we know that God has not had a new thought about, about anything in his life. So what God's seen you as is what you will be. So, so no matter what you go through after this camp, no matter what you go through, no, how, no matter how long we go throughout this Laodicean age, God has not had a new thought about you. What you are is what you will be. What he's seen you as before the foundation of the world is exactly what he sees you as and what you will be. No matter what you come up against, young people, you have been destined to fulfill a commission. And that's what I want to preach to you this morning on is the people of this commission God didn't just raise up God isn't just didn't raise us up just to have another church group or just to have another young people or just to have another church service or just to have another building but God raised up a people that would fulfill the purpose in their life God has a purpose for your life young people the enemy might want to tell you that you don't have a purpose but God has a plan for your life and you would go to studying out the Bible. Brother Brandon would tell us that Satan hates two books of the Bible. And it's Genesis and Revelations. Because one tells of his beginning. And then one tells of his ending. And we realize that we have already read the back of the book. We know what it says about Satan. We know what it says about his future. But young people, you've got a future. It's not the future of destruction. It's not the future of Laodicea. It's not the future of depression. It's not the future of diseases. Your future is a rapture. Your future is a body change. Your future is destined for glory. To walk on streets of gold and to be exactly what God destined for you to be before the foundation of the world. You will not let this word fall on the ground because you are a part of God. And when you see that word laying there, you'll see I'll be that one. I'll pick up that stone. I'll pick up that rock. I'll pick up my sword. I am here to fulfill I am here to possess every gate of the enemy. Brother Marin would say, he said, I, I wish you could stand with me and see the faces of people. Uh, when, when Satan knows that he's going to be exposed, he said, it isn't the people that I'm talking about. It's, it's that Satan has got a hold in their lives through sin and difference, disease, but you should see their faces. He said, Satan knows that he's going to be exposed. And most peculiar changes come over the people. Countenance, and he said, Satan is afraid. He knows that the Spirit of God is about to let the people know of his works. That is why he hates these meetings so much. When names are called and diseases are revealed, Satan hates it. He said, now what is this? It's not mind reading. It's not telepathy. It's, it, it, it. He said, nor is it witchcraft. He said, it is a revelation by the Holy Ghost. He said, that is the only way that I can know it. Of course, the carnal mind will call it anything but the Holy Ghost. Now watch, you watch after this meeting. There will be all kinds of carnality of men that try to stop what happened here. They will try to say that it was just a workup of man. They'll try to say that you just got under the atmosphere of a man, but you didn't get in the atmosphere of a man. There's no way that a man can make you do what you do because you are destined to walk over top of the enemy. If it was that easy, then why wouldn't we just walk out into Walmart and say, why don't you do this? But you have walked into the presence of the Shekinah glory and revelation gives you authority. And when you recognize your position in Jesus Christ, hell knows it's going to lose. Hell knows it can't win. Hell knows it ain't got you no more. Satan watched you young people last night. 
He watched what you did and you rejected the devil's lie. You turned down and you said, I will stand for God when nobody else will stand. And Satan realizes that you caught a hold of something that'll take you further than a camp experience. More than just a church service. More than just a motion. But a revelation that gives you authority to walk as Joshua was commanded to walk over every possession that was rightfully his. He said, but let me show you another reason that Satan hates this book of Revelation of Jesus Christ in the church. He knows that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he changes not. He knows, he knows a whole lot more than do 90% of the theologians. He knows that since God, he knows that since God is immutable in his nature, that he's immutable in his ways. Thus Satan knows assuredly that the original church at Pentecost with the power of God, Mark 16 in action, is the true church that Jesus claims as his own. All else is false. It has to be. He said, but remember this, that Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. Brother Barnum would say that what Pentecost was, what Pentecost was at the beginning was a standard. So if we're going to be a standard, if God is going to raise a standard, we've got to go back to the standard of Pentecost. We've got to go back to the apostolic faith. This message isn't something new. This message isn't something that just came about, but this is a restoration of the faith of the apostolic fathers. Our hearts have been turned back and you have been divinely appointed to fulfill your commission to do what you can do and only what you can do. And if it was easy, anybody would do it. But God is not looking for somebody that's got a wishbone. God is looking for somebody that's got the backbone like a saw log like Buddy Robinson would say. That's got power to live an overcoming life. Got power to defeat the devil because you've got the same power, the same life, the same Holy Ghost. Brother Branham said that the Holy Ghost gives you power of speech, power of prayer, power to live a holy life, power to overcome the world. Someone that's moving in the spirit of the composer that's moving in the rhythm. Now what I love, what I love is good music. What I love, I'd rather, pre- I'd rather sing than I would preach. But it's been my lot in life to go ahead and preach to you. So maybe I'll sing to you while I preach a little bit today. But when you start moving in the rhythm of the music. You ever watch somebody when they're offbeat? You can't help that person to save their life. They clap off hands. It's a pandemic sometimes when they can't even, they can't even clap to save their hands. But God, they can't clap to save their hands. Bless God. They can't say, but you watch somebody that don't, they just don't know how to do it. They don't know what they're doing. It seems like, man, they look like a fish out of water. But you watch somebody that's moving in the rhythm of the music. So let me say this, the Methodists can't clap their, can't clap their hands to save their hands. The Wesleyans can't move like you are moving. They cannot move in the rhythm of the message of the hour. But you have been destined, young people, to walk in the spirit of the composer, to move in the rhythm of the music. When he says there is no weapon that is formed against you, you move into the rhythm and say, that's for me. That this is a faith that overcometh the world. 
This is our victory. This is our triumph. This is our glory. This is our moment. And you start moving into the spirit of the composer. You got the sheep music. If the sheep music says that I'm the Lord thy God that heals all of your diseases, there, there's going to be somebody that echo out. Amen. I'm the Lord thy God that still saves young people. Amen. I'm the Lord thy God that still delivers. I'm the Lord thy God that'll keep you. I'm the Lord thy God that'll sustain you. Now notice, you can be seated just for a moment. He said, in the invisible union, he said, we know that the modern church in its present condition, in its present state is in no condition to finish up the great commission that God gave the church for this day. He said, we know that the church could not, the Pentecostal church by no means could carry out the last day's message in its present condition. He said, why? He can't even agree with one or two, three words. How are you going to do it? He can't do it. You see, denominations is out. He said, it's going to be an elected people that's elected for it. You are elected to tear Satan's kingdom down. You are elected to walk into the full manifestation of the sons of God. And when you start watching Jesus' first commission and Jesus' last commission, you watch it's got the same works. When he commissioned his church over in Luke chapter 10, that he told him to go out there and preach the gospel, to lay hands on them, and you watch his second commission, his last commission, the great commission, it had the same works. It had the same power. And it was go out and lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In my name shall they cast out devils. In my name shall they tread over serpents. And young people, you got a job to do. It ain't just my job. It ain't just Brother Ron's job, but you've got a job to do. And you've been elected to rise above every critic, to rise above every skeptic, to rise above every power, and to rise above every devil of hell. Brother Brandon, when he come, he preached a three He even preached a threefold purpose in Christ the mystery of God revealed. He said, first, it's to reveal himself, second, to have the preeminence, and third, it was to restore the kingdom back to its rightful position. And here he has came down, and he has revealed himself. And now he has the preeminence in his body, and he is descending once again, but on rapture morning, he won't leave you. Because there's something on the inside of you that he cannot leave because our identity is attached to his identity. You do not, you cannot exist without him. What good would it do to give this young people a bunch of power? What, 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 would good, what good would it do to give them a task or give them a job if God didn't give them, he didn't give them the ability or if he didn't give them the knowledge to be able to create and finish the work. But God has given you ability, young people, to go out there and cast out every devil. He's given you a power to walk and tread over serpents. He, what good would it have done to give Joshua the land and tell him that it's yours? If you go studying it out, it was the same land that was promised to his father Abraham. He'd give him an ability to walk out there and go in there and take it over. And there's a young people that have risen up in Satan's Eden. That are facing the darkest of days, facing every movement of hell, every right, every right that in it that the enemy's trying to take away from you. You are rising up and say, "Not today, Satan." You are facing every devil. You are facing every enemy that's been released out of River Euphrates. 
but God has not sent you here unequipped. He has sent you here with the most powerful weapon that can be placed in the hands of humanity, and that's the word of God. Hallelujah. Jesus said, even the spirit of truth, John 14 and 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, you live also. At that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and I in you, and you in me. Revelation gives you authority, and this is your day. This is your moment. You have been risen for this time, for this moment, for this hour. At this day, Satan will not win. Satan couldn't stop cancer. Satan couldn't stop. Satan couldn't stop Brother Ron with cancer. Satan can't stop you with all the things in your life. You have been commissioned to walk out there and take back everything that the devil has stole from you. He's not sent you here weaponless, but this is the hour of full manifested sons of God that walk out there and take every power away from Satan. To walk out there, you are watching the manifestation of Almighty God being dispersed into a people imparted with the same power, with the same life. You see, Brother Random said that God knew that we were coming into a great intellectual move just like just like Jesus did when he came in his days. He said, but that's why he sent you a comforter that I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10, he said, our weapons are not carnal but mighty in bringing down the strongholds of Satan and casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God didn't walk in here and tell you you've got power just so you can let those things stay in your life, young people. You're not going to walk out of here the same way you walked in. You're not going to walk in here with the same baggage that you walked in with. I hate to say it, Brother David, but I need more. I need more power. I need more right here in this ear here monitor. But you need, you, you have everything that you have need of. You have everything that you have need of to go through this journey. And, G, and Paul said that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And Jesus would say that out of that belly, that he that is a thirst, let him come unto me and let him drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Is that right? So there is a power that's laying there. There's an anointing that is laying there. Notice it's rivers. Rivers, plural. But water. Water. Notice it's the same power. It's the same anointing. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same manifestation working through a people out of your belly. So young people, there's a miracle inside of you. There's an anointing on the inside of you. There's something on the inside that's got to get out. The healing is in the body. Let it loose. There is power in the body. Let it loose. There's a miracle in the body. Your job is waiting for your manifestation. Your school is waiting for your manifestation. Your family's waiting for the manifestation. You have this treasure. 
in earthen vessels. For out of you will flow the goodness and the grace of God. That's why Satan wants to convince you that, you that you're not worthy enough. Because he's scared of the power that you have. Because he's never tasted. He's never had a foretaste of the power that you have. Now Satan's got power and his power is a bluff and he's trying to scare you away from what you are destined to be and what you are called to be but you have walked around that scarecrow and come around here and ate on the true word of God and you sit here as an ambassador of Almighty God. I am an ambassador in bonds with Jesus Christ. I'm an ambassador in what God's called me to do. I'm an ambassador. When you are an ambassador, all the power of that, of that nation is behind you. If you are an ambassador of the United States, all the power of the United States is with you. If you are an ambassador of Almighty God, all of heaven is behind you. And we're living in an hour when all hell has been cursed. has turned loose, but all heaven's been turned loose too. You're not on your turf no more, devil. You have walked on my turf. And I have come back to take everything that is rightfully mine. Satan, you will regret the day you pointed your sword at his family. Satan, you will regret the day you put cancer on Erica Parker. Satan, you will regret the day you put depression. Satan, you will regret. Satan, you will regret who I am, what you tried to stop me from being. You tried to stop my breakthrough. You will regret the day that you were born. Hallelujah. Revelation gives you authority. And Jesus said, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Not on my throne, but in my throne. And in my throne there is a dominion, there is a power, and there is a domain. And it is a domain that reaches just as far as it boundaries does. When Joshua was told that this is your land, he didn't walk out there and say, you know, we need to pray about it. We need to think about it. Well, it was the same promise that was given to Abraham. It was the same words and the same boundaries, the same land that was given to Abraham was the same boundaries that was given to Joshua. Though Abraham never may have walked through all of it, but his seed was going to walk through it. And Jesus left some work for you to do, young people. I got scripture to back up what I just said. When Jesus went up there to the woman at the well, all he did after the fact, after the fact that she went up there and said, come and see a man who has told me all the things of my life. Is this not the very Messiah? He went up there and he taught them the word. But he never did one miracle. You know why he didn't do one miracle? Brother Branham was able to catch into it and said he knew that Philip was coming. That one day he would go down there to Samaria and he would produce the same works. He left a work for Philip to do over there in Samaria. I say this to you. You have been given a power and you will do the greater works. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be given unto you. You've got a power and you've got a job to do. You are the people of the commission. You are the people of the final voice. 
There's been churches, churches, and brides, brides, but there's got to come one that's both mechanics and the dynamics. You have an authority that hell cannot stop. Hell can't stop you. Depression can't stop you. You remember in the Bible, there was a woman by the name of Josebed that she'd had a prayer meeting and Amram had had a prayer meeting and they were seeking a deliverer because there was one that was promised that was coming and Josebed had had a meeting up there and she realized when she'd come to a time that Moses was the deliverer, she'd caught that by a revelation. She caught that by a revelation that he was the deliverer. And that angel had told him, told Amram all about it, all about his days. But there had went out a type, a type to kill out all the resurrection, to kill out all the deliverance. And there went out a type. But there was a woman that had caught a revelation that this was the deliverer. And there was a king's commission that said, you go out there and you drowned all those babies. There was a commission that was over top of her. But Brother Branham said she tapped into a revelation. He said she tapped into a revelation over in John chapter 11 that I am the resurrection and the life. And because she had that revelation, it gave her authority to place Moses into that bulrush and put him down in that ark and send him out in there in that crocodile infested waters. She sent him out there by a revelation because it gave her an authority that I can do this. Young people, you can do this. You can send your faith out upon the waters and it'll return to you. She sent him out there on those waters and God was so with her and she tapped into that revelation that I am the resurrection and the life and God dispersed the angel Gabriel and said, Gabriel, if he gets in trouble, you put his foot, you put your foot on the brow of that bulrush and you walk out there, you guide him. If he gets in a whirlpool, you get him out of trouble. If a crocodile steps up, you put your foot on him. I say this, if you are getting in trouble, he is Jehovah Shammah. He is Jehovah Shammah, Sister Champion, over your need, over your life. I am Jehovah Shammah. It means that the Lord is there. I am with you in your mess. I am with you in your trouble. I am with you. And that same angel of the covenant... I got an authority. I recognize who I am. Now one time, one time let me give you a little bit of, of a story. It's a story. Don't get fascinated. Don't get all caught up. It's a story. But one time there were some animals that were playing a game of football. It's a story. There were some animals that were playing a game of football. And these two teams had come against each other, the giraffe and the rhino and the water buffalo on one side of the team. And on the other side, there was a lion and a tiger and all these other animals and they were going against each other. And the team with the rhino, they had, they had run over top. They'd run over top of the team of the line all game long and the score at halftime was 75 to nothing. Man, they was taking, they was taking a whooping. So the, so the lion went in there and pumped his team up, said, you know what? 
We can do this. We can do this. All we got to do is stop that rhino. He keeps walking all over top of us. He keeps running over top of us. All we got to do is stop him. If we stop him, we can win this. If we can stop Satan. If we can cut him off. If we can say, Satan, you're nothing but a bluff. You have no power over God's children. Every rock was stripped away from you at Calvary. That ain't a story. That's the truth. And you are a son of the most high God. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. I adjure you by the power of the living God. You won't walk over me, but I'll walk over you. They get out there, and the lion tells his kicker, whatever you do, don't kick it to the rhino. He'll destroy us. He goes out there, and sure enough, the rhino, sure enough, the rhino grabs a hold of that ball, gets it, and he takes off running. And he's almost all the way to the end zone. He runs over top of the lion. He runs over top of the tiger and runs over the rest of the 10 on that team. But he got almost to the end zone and all of a sudden the rhino fell over. Dead as a doornail. I think I watched this last night. Am I right in saying that you walked all over top of depression? Am I right in saying that you walked all over top of the enemy that's tried to rob you from being who you are? Am I talking to the right group this morning that you looked at Satan and said, Satan, you don't have enough? Am I talking to the right group this morning that you are the people of the final voice, of the final age that will run this message all the way in? God's got some young people that ain't afraid of Satan's lie. They ain't afraid of his bluff. God, give us some Holy Ghost-filled young people that'll walk over and top the enemy. That line of the tribe of Judah walked out there to where that rhino was laid over, flopped over dead. So what in the world happened? And he looked down there and there was a centipede laying there. He said, man, did you do this? Let's just go have a burial real quick for this devil. There's cancer. There's sugar diabetes. There's depression. There's complexes. There's stigmas. And I'm careful in saying this, but there's suicide. There's family barriers right here. There's circumstances of life right here. Let's have ourselves a good funeral service just for a moment. Are you the ones that did this? Is this some man? He wanted to be a God. But is this the man that taught me into doing those things? Is this the man that taught me into doing dope? Is this the man that taught me into that pornography? Young people, did you do this? 
Did you cause his death? Did you make him live a sordid life? to do it. But did you do this? Oh, you might be small in number. Oh, you might be maybe not big in stature, but God's got a purpose for you. Did you do this? That centipede rolled his eyes up there to that line. Yeah. It was me. That line said, where in the world were you at? The first half. <laughs> Where you been at? Why you been hiding in the closet? Why you been trying to stare yourself into thinking that the Holy Ghost ain't for you? That devil's a liar and he will not stop you. He cannot hinder you. Where you been at, young people? I'm glad you come to this moment because we need you. We can't run this race without you, Brother Chad. You gotta do it. You gotta run. You gotta finish. You got a purpose. Where you been at, Brother Seth? I've been waiting on you for a long time. Where you been at? I was back in the locker room putting my shoes on. It took me so long to get my shoes on, but now I got them on. Let's walk over top over every promise, over every border. Young people, this is your word. This is your Holy Ghost. I've got my dancing shoes on. I've got my praise shoes on. I've got my joy bells on. You're not gonna quit. You're not gonna give up. You're gonna win. You're going to run. A winner is only a quitter that tried one more time. You had courage to come in the building. You had faith to come in the building. Well, you don't know like I know. I'm the man. I cut his head off. I helped Brother Ron cut cancer off. David, are you the man? Nobody else would rise up. Nobody else would do it, but I did it. Nobody else was willing, but I was willing. There's something powerful about the way that you handle yourself. Remember that slave? He was in a foreign land, but he handled himself. You're in Laodicea, but you're not of Laodicea. 
You go through the struggles, but you're not the struggle. You go through the pain, but you're not the pain. something powerful about the way that you handle yourself what is it what is it I got to studying the same thing I wondered is it that camp food they've been eating you don't know like I know Is he he sleeping out there in some dorm that's maybe it's a little bit more comfortable for him? It's something powerful about the way you handle yourself. You could take your slave and you could put him out in the cotton field and he was going to carry himself the same way. And you could take that same slave and put him back there where he was a king's son. And he'll carry himself the way, the same way. The only difference is, is the way that he was dressed. The only difference is, is the way that he was dressed and the way that he was treated. Oh, you don't like what you see. You just wait. There's some powerful young people about the way that you handle yourself. I'm having too much fun with this devil, but I'll just go ahead. Your devil's already, your demon's already dead. Can he testify to that? The thing that you fought and the thing that you wanted and the thing that the enemy tried to keep you from is already dead. You already cast a stone at him. He's laying there lifeless. But you got something else to do, young people. The Bible said there went out a champion. But they didn't go back in a champion. He's laying there lifeless. He's laying there clueless. He's laying there and has no power, so he's powerless. He's already dead. Fear is already dead. Sickness can't hold you no more. It's over. It's over. But go ahead, David. Lift his head up. Give a rally to the church of the living God. I was there. I was the one that slung that stone, but I'll be the one that takes his sword. David was on a journey one time, but he didn't have a sword. And when he went into the priest's house, said, is there a sword here? Only the sword of that suicide, Sister Esther, that tried to keep you bound. David said, there ain't another sword like it. Give it to me. You're talking about using the weapon of the enemy against himself. Why don't you take cancer and make cancer cut his head off? Take suicide and make suicide cut his head off. There ain't another weapon like it. 
Give me the name of Jesus that's got the power to break down chairs. Give me the power to break down guitars. It's not the name of William Branham. It's not the name of the Holy Church. It's the name of Jesus Christ. There ain't another name like the name of Jesus. What are you doing, Brother Andrew? This service today is simply about holding up the devil's head. My dad has fought sugar throughout this whole process. Being on steroids and all kinds of different chemo, Brother Michael, it's caused his sugar to go crazy. But I watched a man last night walk all over top of that thing. But Brother Joe, how do you explain a man that's 600, 600 in the blood last night? Anybody knows what I'm talking about? That's crazy high. But how do you wake up this morning with perfect blood sugar? How do you wake up and tumors are gone? How do you wake up and cancer is gone? How do you wake up and suicide is gone? How do you wake up and depression is gone? Because you decided that enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Satan, you didn't make me, so you can't break me. Satan, you didn't start me, so you can't finish me. I am here to finish you off. Explain the paradox of a young people rising up out of the scripture. I can do the work. I will be the one. If Esther walks in to the courts and the king does not extend his scepter to her, she's finished. Because he didn't invite her there. She went in there on his own accord, on her own accord. You had everything stacked up against you, Abraham, to keep you from believing that Isaac was going to come forth. You had every odd stacked up against you. But Abraham was not weak in faith. Brother Andrew, you don't know my old story. You don't know my old, you don't know my old me. I don't need to know the old you. I didn't come here to hear about your trash. And I didn't come here to hear about all the battles that you've been through. Abraham, I really don't care. I really don't care that it took you 25 years. I I really don't care. I really don't care how hard you had to battle to get where you got but what I do care is that you got that, yet you get that promise. That you got the promise. Abraham, you don't know my story, Brother Andrew. You don't know what I've been through. All I know is there's a victory on your way. All I know is there's a promised son on your way. And it is Easter. It is the resurrection. It is the life. It is the truth. It is the way. If a king don't extend his scepter to you, you're finished. You're finished. 
But not only is Esther finished, but the whole entire race of the Jews, Sister Charity, was finished if he doesn't extend his scepter. But because there was a plot... There was a plot to stop you. There was a plot to keep you. But there was a plot by Almighty God. I've watched over them all their life. I have kept them. I have handled them in my hands. And I'll take good care of them. You see, Haman was wanting to destroy you. Haman was wanting to thrash out all of your lineage and all that what you were. But Esther had heard a word. Haman is after you. Haman is after you. Young people, you have walked in this camp one way and you'll walk out another way. But there's an enemy that has got a target on your back. He's going to say you didn't really get it. You really didn't break through. You really didn't have it. Satan has got his eyes on you, Sister Emily. Did it really happen? Did you really get something? Did you really break through? Because he's wanting to crush out your lineage and the church of the firstborn. But Esther goes in, and because she decides to go in, because she was raised for such a time as this, she was willing to be a standard. She was willing to go in. She was willing to go into the king's courts. And because she was willing to go in, Brother Nathan, she walked in there and the whole entire Jew race was completely set free. And the gallows that Haman had built for Mordecai. If mercy wasn't extended to the Gentiles, there wouldn't be a race that's called the queen of heaven. But because mercy said no. Haman, you are built that gallow for yourself. It's time that you hang that depression, hang that suicide, hang that fear on that gallow. You built it for yourself. You built your own trap. Homosexuality, I curse you in the name of Jesus Christ and I hang you up on that gallow. Not just for our young boys, but our young girls. Pornography, I hang you on that gallow. I got him right where I want him, Brother Joe. I will give you power in my name to cast out devils. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, it's in the name of the Most High God. I'm I'm about to finish because you got something to do right here. Every year, there is a festival of Purim. And I know you know about it. It's a festival of Purim. And it's a reminder of Haman trying to thrash out, thrash out and extinguish the whole entire race of the Jews. But at that feast of Purim, They take their shoes off and they write on the bottom of their shoes, Haman. (laughs) 
A lot of people don't know this. But every service I preach, I put cancer on the bottom of that shoe. And a lot of people don't understand what I'm doing. They think it's just my makeup. It probably is. And I'm preaching and all the time I'm preaching. And don't nobody else know what I know. Now you know. But I'm preaching. And those Jews dancing that festival... not by might and it's not by power but by my spirit let me give you let me give you the final there ain't never been a time that I preached and cancer ain't been rubbed off you say well brother Andrew that ain't even your battle are you kidding me He's tried to rob my family. He's tried to rob my pastor. He's tried to rob the church of the living God. I got a right to dance his name right off the soles of my feet. Why don't you put your name of the depression, of the anxiety, of the demon on the bottom of your feet? Say, devil, I'm going to dance your name right out of my midst. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Where you been at? I've been getting my shoes on. You've been getting your shoes on, ain't you, son? It's time to walk over top of that devil. It's time to walk into your possession and walk into your full authority because you've been given a revelation that this is my message. This ain't just daddy's message. It's my message. It's my breakthrough. It ain't my fear. It ain't your fear, young girl. It ain't your stomach trouble no more. This is the inheritance of the saints of the living God. Has tabernacled itself once again, Sister Ryanna, 
in the body of Almighty God. And the things that tried to follow Jesus, they tried to follow him all the way to the grave. They tried to follow him all the way to camp. But early on Sunday morning, well, you think it was way too early, but oh, Jesus got up early in the morning. What they wake us up so early for? To remind you. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. How many's got ahead of a Goliath? Go ahead and raise that thing. Go ahead and circle it around and say, young people, if I did it, if I did it, you can do it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Tomorrow's a new day. New beginnings. Muhammad Ali, when he was getting in a fight, he was famous for that, saying, I float like a butterfly and I sting like a bee. But Muhammad Ali, he wanted a sparring partner that could have the ability to knock him out before he got into a ring. What Muhammad Ali would say, he wanted somebody that could knock him into the room of terror and be able to find himself way out of that room of terror. He said, because when I get in a real fight, he said, I got to be able to shake myself and get back up. You've been sparring, but you've got the ability to get back up. Satan, you have met your match in these young people. They are, they are the majority in Jesus Christ. You have been given a power to walk over every serpent. Jesus said, I behold Satan falling like lightning from the sky. It was when the church of the living God was receiving power. Come here. You got it. You got the real deal. And you could say, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. I battled. I battled. But I'm here. I went through all kinds of things, but I'm here. You got the real thing, son. It's all over you, Brother Linda. Don't walk back anymore because you're free you're free I'm closing I'm finished this is just overtime no I'm finished don't tell me to come on no more. I'm about dead. 
Somebody's got to put this body back in that, in that truck and get it up a road. Y'all be carrying me out of here in a body back here after a while. Is this champion? And nobody knows like you know. Well, I'm just going to give a testimony because I'm done preaching. I was preaching a meeting back up there at Brother Wendell Martin's about three weeks ago. And I walked back into my camper and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And I'm only giving you a testimony. But he spoke to me and said, give them a chance. Give them a chance. Oh my Jesus. Well if you're asking me to give them a chance. I'm definitely not going to stand in your way. Give them a chance. To dance over their devil. Their devil. Who was there in that meeting? Now did y'all witness the same thing that I witnessed? Some young people that was given a chance to walk and to dance all over top of their devil. They said it would never come. and said it would never make its way to them. But they said, God said, give them a chance. And I watched young girls and I watched young boys take the opportunity that they had been given to dance all over top of their devil. Dancing is a sign of victory. I watched Sister Champion dance over top of that devil. I watched Sister Lily dance over top of that devil. I've come to give you one more chance today. Dance over top of your devil, David. He didn't stop you. You got four more stones. Take your stones, little David, and cast down his brothers. Satan, take a look around. You couldn't stop it then, and you can't stop it now. You couldn't stop Jesus on the cross, and you can't stop Jesus in my body. Well, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. Well, you don't know like I know what he's done for me.
sister knows. You waited all your life, didn't you? You waited all your life, didn't you? Oh, just one time.
17 miles, David Pitts. Because he saw the word. He didn't have the Holy Ghost like you got.
There are some things I may not know
Jesus fill my soul. I will bestow, I will sing to the Lord, lifting my hands, hallelujah, been good to us. Hallelujah. Can you say he's alive? Amen. He's risen. He's with us here this morning. Amen. My goodness, one service after another, after another, the Lord has been with us, ministering to hearts and lives and speaking to hearts. Amen. I tell you, as we think about it, God has been here one service after the other, after the other, ministering through the different ministries, God touching your hearts time after time, giving you strength for the journey. Amen. Amen. We, we want to say we're nearer home than we were yesterday. We're a lot closer than we were. Amen. This may be the last camp until that youth camp in the skies. Amen. You know, we're, we're made for the earth. God made us that way. And we're going, to, we're going to leave here just for a short time, go to the marriage supper of the Lamb in about three and a half years. Then we're coming back. We're going to be right here on this earth. We'll have a millennial reign, a honeymoon be with the Lord Jesus for that thousand years of peace. Then there'll be the great battles at the end where Satan is loose for a short season, but not on us. Our time of temptation and trials is over. No more. And then they will be gathered to the great white throne judgment, but we won't be in the judgment. We'll sit with him in the judgment. Because why? Here you have passed from death unto life. And can come no more into condemnation. But you pass from death to life. What a wonderful thing. Amen. 
Let's talk to the Lord just a moment. Father, we want to commit to you every soul that you have touched, every heart that you have softened and moved upon, Lord. Lord, maybe some of them just got just a little touch of you, but Lord, from that little spark, may Lord it grow into a mighty flame. Others, Lord, they have been sanctified in habits of the world. Sin has been dropped off from them. Others, Lord, have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. The fire of God has come to dwell in them. And you've given them power to overcome the world. And we thank you for every victory, everything that you've done. We're asking for your grace, for your mercies. Now, as we will travel, that you'll be with us, your hand of grace upon each one. Even for the food that we'll receive, Lord, we thank you for it. Now, as we will go to part, we will just ask for your blessings upon us, traveling mercies on the highways. As they go back to their churches, may they take revival back to their church. May there be support in ministry that will just add, add to the flame of fire. Maybe there not be any, no, not any wet blankets thrown on it, but each one, Lord, every minister, every pastor, blow upon the embers, upon the fires, and add wood to it until it becomes a mighty revival in hearts and lives. It's in Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. I'm going to have you be seated.